Have your friends collect your records and then change your number. Listen, I don't need you though. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Somebody! And that was our, uh, that was our episode of Two Player Brothers, everyone. Uh, have a good night. And welcome to a new episode <laughs> of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike. And uh, the guy uh, not talking is Dave. What's up? Why can't you introduce me? Why do I have to say it? I just feel like you should introduce yourself. I just feel people. so like uninvited when you <laughs> make me tell them who I am. All right, Dave, do you want to tell the people what game we're doing today? Darksiders Genesis. Nope. <laughs> Animal Crossing? Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. need my museum needs some work. <laughs> I, I can't talk about that yet. All right, fine. Doom Eternal. Wrong. Fuck. <laughs> but closer. Doom 2016. That's right. The game that put Doom back on the map, kind of, or at least made people like Doom again, I would say. Most people. What was the Doom before this one? Doom 3? Doom 3, yes. Which was kind of well received, but then kind of people started to not like it as I think time went on. Because it's just not really that Doom-y. Well, how are we going to start this thing? Because right now it's just nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to start talking about some facts about Doom? Or or let's start with the story of Doom. The story of Doom is there's really no story to Doom. Yeah. um, (laughs) I was trying to find a narrative. (laughs) The narrative is there, but it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very... It's it's interesting because you're definitely the Doom Marine, and you're definitely the guy who was maybe sort of in the old Dooms. The Doom Marine? The Doom Marine, they call okay. him. Or the demons from hell call him the Doom Slayer. Doom Slayer. Like, or Doom Guy. Doom Guy, yeah, is, is, <laughs> the, is, the, is the popular term throughout Doom's release. He classically has no name. You wake up in the sarcophagus, no armor on. You quickly start bashing zombies. You go get your suit, and you're just killing zombies as the Doom Slayer. Known throughout hell as this guy who kills demons. You may or may not have played the, been the same guy and through all the other games. They may or may not have taken place. And you're just trying to shut down this portal to hell on Mars and just kill a whole bunch of demons. And that's essentially, essentially the game. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really find a story, like I said. Um, and that's pretty much it. I feel like there's more lore to it than that. Is there a lot of like, deep lore for doom that i'm not aware of i have no history with doom obviously so doom has a varied history there were different novels that were made in the 90s about the backstory to doom and who doom guy was and it <laughs> it was endorsed by id software but it was never really i think something they took too seriously it was always whatever the game said so you were always the same doom marine and obviously in the first <laughs> doom marine doom marine doom guy <laughs> And in the first game, you kind of go through, you're definitely on a research base in Mars that opened a good gateway to hell. You're actually not on Mars in the first game. You're on Phobos and Deimos, uh, the moons of Mars. Okay. So you're never actually on Mars in any of the uh, original Doom games. And then obviously Doom 2, Doom 2, Hell on Earth. You're on Earth, you crash on Earth, and you never really completely close the portal. So hell is invaded, and you've got to go through both hell and Earth to try to stop hell and send them back and close the portals. That was basically the gameplay. There wasn't much story to it. There was a company that obviously did all the portaling, but it never, it was called the UAC, even from the original games, but it never really had a backstory or anything like that. And this game kind of fleshes that a little more. You get that with the codex, Samuel Hayden, the big robot guy who runs the company. Yeah, he was a jerk, but also he seemed fine. (laughs) He's a very interesting 
antagonist. He's not really the antagonist, though. It's it's he's definitely helping you out. But throughout the whole thing, you get this idea that he's got his own motivation and he really doesn't. He's he's very truthful right off the off the get go. Like, I want this energy, but I also understand demons coming to Earth is bad. Yeah. I don't want to start crapping on the game right off the rip, but would you agree with me that the Doomerine, <laughs> the Doomerine is just a really crappy character? No, I love the Doomerine. I hate I him. I love him. I hate him. He's just who he is. He's just, he's a classic video game protagonist who doesn't talk and he's a classic like Western kind of is kind of turned into like a classic old West kind of hero that doesn't speak, doesn't talk, has a one set mind. I love the fact that in the game they even talk about like he's you're playing the villain. Like he might be saving people, but to the demons, he mm-hmm. is not a good guy. And that's how the game plays it. I was just getting so frustrated with him <laughs> as I was playing the game because he's such like he's really just a one note character just in that they try to make him come across as a badass, but they do it in a really weak way where it's just like Sam Hayden is narrating to you or, or talking to you over the comms, telling you not to do something, but doom guy is such a badass that he's going to do what he wants. And I don't know. Every time Sam was talking to me, I just knew that doom guy was going to do the opposite, kind of be a jerk about it. <laughs> And it just seems like such a one note character, but also such such an easy character to make. Like maybe I'm asking for too much to expect some sort of depth from, from the new Marine, but uh, I was unhappy with him. Well, I can tell you that's what the developers had, had an issue with the story right from the get go. They didn't know, especially the beginning of the game, they had developed most of the game to begin with all the levels and all that kind of stuff. And they had obviously the characters like Samuel Hayden and Olivia Pierce. Yeah. But they didn't. Not Olivia Wilde. They didn't have a direction for the story, really, they, especially the beginning of the game. It They they say, and from what I've learned and from what I've read, like the like within nine months of the game coming out, they really didn't have a first level. <laughs> and they really didn't hammer home the story that they knew what was going to be. And it, it took one of the designers to kind of say, okay, Here's what I love about some stories with these classic heroes. If our hero is not going to talk is I love Shane Black and his writing. And I love the last Boy Scout and the last Boy Scout. There's a scene where Bruce Willis meets the main bad guy and goes, do you know who I am? And Bruce Willis says, well, I think you're the bad guy. That's right. I'm the bad guy. Do you want to know why I'm doing all this? And Bruce Willis basically says, you know, I really want to smoke this cigarette maybe later. <laughs> and they love that line. And that kind of inspired them right from the get go. And the fact that doom is fast and, and, they they had a level where it's a whole tutorial and a whole backstory. They had a level where you're strapped down to the table like at the beginning of the game, but Olivia's pacing back and forth, monologuing at you about her evil dastardly plans, and none of it felt good. None of it felt right. And the fact that Doom just starts with him ripping off his chain, bashing the demon's heads in, and when Samuel Hayden starts to talk to you at that beginning on the tablet and goes, here's what we need to do with these switches, and you need to get to this, and the Doomerine breaks the tablet and throws it out, was the developer saying, this is Doom. You're fighting demons. You know you're fighting demons. Let's just have fun. Mm-hmm. Kill some demons. Which I love about the game because I hate, especially beginnings of the games, I hate love games that take forever to start because I don't have a lot of time when I play a game. I just want to get playing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely 
does that. It definitely throws you right into the action. You start with the the pistol right off the rip. You know, you're there. The pistol's kind of garbage. Yeah. Um, well, I will say when you upgrade the charge shot all the way, the charge shot becomes as powerful as the double barrel shotgun, actually. Really? Um, so I only got like halfway through the game. Um, I think if Doom guy was a better character, I would have... You would have been more vested to play. I would have been super invested in this game because everything that's happening outside of Doom Guy seems pretty interesting. You know, Olivia Pierce is trying to open a permanent portal to hell. I don't know exactly what her arc is. I mean, I never got to a point where I had conversations with her. I Do you know- want me to spoil it? You never have a conversation with her and she's betrayed by hell and immediately gets murdered. <laughs> it sounds like she got what she deserved and that's a pretty cool twist. <laughs> and Sam Hayden seemed like he had stakes to his story and what, you know, what he wants. I, um, I really like how honest he is. Cause you mm-hmm. always think he has a nefarious plan or something under his belt. And he really doesn't. He's exactly who he says he is through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like between those two elements, like, okay, crazy lady trying to open portal to hell. CEO businessman trying to, basically save the world through unlimited energy, constantly talking about how, you know, we need this hell energy because earth is dying without it. There's so, there's a lot of cool stuff there. That's just never really allowed to be fleshed out because as soon as they start to go into that narrative, doom guy turns off his recorder or breaks a tablet in half <laughs> or, you know, destroys the reactors that the guy wants him to turn off. Like it's like, why can't, why can't we have nice things, Doom Guy? <laughs> you do get more of the game through the codec, um, which I really like the codec. I really like how it's written. You get more of the history of the UAC and how it's been built and established, how Olivia has been able to break away from Samuel and create this subsect of the UAC without him really knowing or mm-hmm. knowing what her plan is, even though he's supposedly this all-knowing half-robot figure. So we there are never any other characters other than... Doom guy, demons, Sam and Olivia, or does more come into play? No, when you start the game, well, you must have gotten to the part where basically Vega, who's the AI. So AI is a part of the game. Um, he becomes more important later on. I thought Vega was just like a voice. I didn't realize that was a. Uh, he's no, like he's a person. He's essentially a huge um, AI, which you actually go to his processing plant, which is this giant building. But he becomes more important as you go along. So he kind of becomes a character. Probably you've probably got to the point where they basically explain like sixty five thousand dead. Like everyone is either dead or a demon at this point, um, or have luckily escaped the facility. Maybe that's about to happen. I I got I did one mission on Mars and then got back to I, I'm, I'm sorry I did one mission in Hell and then I got back to Mars and that was it. I didn't I didn't finish that mission. So did you go into the mission where you meet Sam in this Samuel Hayden in this um, black dark room and he he appears on this big screen and talks to you? If I did, I do not recall. I don't think so. Well, and they're basically explaining everybody by then has already been killed or yeah. turned. I feel like I saw like casualties listed on like uh, some screens. Yes, or whatnot, that, that would have been the screen. Playing. Yeah, when they finally list the casualties because he's been withholding it from you. Hmm. Basically like, I don't want to tell you anything till we meet. And then you, you finally meet and he's like, yeah, everybody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job. Now we got to start. But there is a lot of backstory with the codec. Like the UAC is built like a Scientology or something like that. Like get to the next level. The next level is great. Tier ones, go to tier two and you'll learn more. Tier two guys, you know that our energy comes from this hell portal, right? We'll learn more in tier three, blah, blah, blah. And then tier three is like, so we love hell. 
<laughs> we, we love it. Sacrifice yourself if you need to, and it's all kind of tongue. Like it's all ridiculous. Like if a hell, if a baron of hell comes at you, you're not going to survive. Please call, curl up in a fetal position. It becomes much easier to take your body and vivisect it and find out more about hell energy and how they process at that point. Uh, and if you go to hell, we have you sign waivers. You're going to die in hell. Basically, you're not coming back. Give all your belongings to a tier two advocate. Blah blah blah. And why are we doing this? Just think about the river of sin and how everything is bad. And, and just that's now you know our purpose. And it's really ridiculous, but it's all really fleshed out. And all the enemies, they've really gone deep into their backstory. And as you collect the data pads and codex, you really learn more about what each monster is about. That was something I was going to ask you about. Um, I noticed when I was in hell, demons were fighting each other. Are there factions in hell as well? Or is that just like all the demons are just like... So the demons are always like in fighting. Yeah, they don't like each other. Each one was made to basically hate each other okay. and think they're better than and more superior than the other. So with throughout hell, there's always arenas, there's always fighting. But I think it really, and it really goes back to even the original Doom, which I just kind of played a couple of matches of both Doom 1 and 2 before you came down. So I get remembered about it. Each different type, even in the very first Doom, would fight every other monster. So the imps would fight the zombies, the zombies would fight the imps. They'd both fight like mancubuses and barons of hell and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think they would always team up. Mancubus is the big, like, fat guy? The big fat guys, yeah. yeah. And the caco demons, or however you say their name, they're the big head guys that float. I call them caca demons. I don't know. That might be it. I can never really remember how to pronounce their name. Uh, they're one of my favorites, though, because I love how they scream and go, every time you hear them. Caca sounds like poop. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's something from the original game, which I always liked. Yeah. But hell is really well designed in this game. I really like to look at hell. Even the industrial complex and stuff is really cool looking. And that they took what is one of the few things they took from Doom 3 uh, is the look of the UAC and all that. I think all the facilities are really cool. So there's so much about this game that makes me want to love it. And I really tried to. <laughs> I thought the the US I thought the UAC facility was so well designed and you could tell that there's like a real story just to the facilities just like the noises oh the noises are awesome coming yeah. from everywhere like i don't know it just really felt like the place was alive even if everyone there was dead it's just that dang doom guy just kept <laughs> getting in the way of me enjoying it well let me ask you this because this is something we bring up a lot is is how did you feel about the doom how does he move how much does he weigh how much does Doom Guy weigh? <laughs> because you're always big on how people move, especially in their uh, first person shooter games. So I, I knew going in just from having seen you play Doom before, this is the first time that I even tried to play it, that he was very much just a a camera moving. You know, he is he honestly when I was playing it just reminded me of like Minecraft creative mode. Just <laughs> just the camera gliding all over the place. He does, yeah. He doesn't um, really have much of a footfall. No, no way. I did like all the weapons and whatnot um, without having any sort of real uh, recoil, which was weird because normally I want weight in my weapons too, but something about the, something about the weapons I was liking, but to answer your question, I would say doom guide doesn't exist. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a camera lens. He, did, has, he has no weight. Did it work with the game though? Because the game is very frantic and fast paced. So I feel like in this occasion, like this would be one where maybe you might be okay with that. So I wasn't, too upset with the weight of him of all the things i've disliked about doom guy the way he moved was actually low on the list <laughs> <laughs> one thing i don't understand about the design is you move so quick and it's supposed to be like this non-stop bloodbath of action but the enemies just don't die 
you could, I felt like I was loading, you know, like 10 shotgun shots into a demon before it would kill him. And I feel like I was always out of ammo. I, I feel like I must be fundamentally doing something wrong in the game of doom to be having as unenjoyable of experience of an experience as I am having with it. <laughs> uh, that's probably true. I, I ran out of ammo a bunch of times when I was playing on ultra violence mode. I don't know if you were playing on that. I played on hurt me plenty this time. I had actually stopped playing the game on ultra violence because it was so difficult. Hurt me plenty the is day. the middle. It's the middle one. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was playing yeah. on. I never really had a problem with ammo. Um, you never had a problem with ammo? Very seldom. There were a couple times where I'd overuse my shotgun, but the whole point of the game is just to cycle through your weapons well, and always be switching up. That's and then basically if you what stop, I was doing use it, the chainsaw. Well, that's exactly what I was doing. It was shotgun was usually my go-to, so I'd be shotgunning for a while. I'd run out of ammo with that. I'd switch to my plasma rifle, I'd run out of ammo with that, switch to my heavy machine gun, switch to my pistol, and then I'd say, okay, it's time to chainsaw guy, and that would reload all my ammo. But I just felt like I never had enough chainsaw fuel to keep that cycle going. I I don't know. Like, I just felt like I was constantly about to be out of ammo. I never felt like I was getting killed by the enemies. I could, I could just run away from them in a way where <laughs> I was just sprinting around in circles, picking up, you know, health packs all over the place. Yep. But as far as, like, killing them, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't tell if they really had critical points. Like I would aim for their heads and stuff because it just seemed like the obvious thing. The game tells you even in the loading screen, if it has a head, that's its weak point. Okay. But I was, I was like, should I be like shooting this guy in the glowy part of his armor or it? I I just kept going for the head. I don't know. I've, I honestly did. I probably used my chainsaw three times in this, this playthrough. I did not use it much at all. Then how are you keeping your ammo stacked? I just go, Hey, I spam my shotgun. Sure. And then I would just run around the arenas trying to collect everything else. And then after that, I would cycle through my different weapons. But I would always have kind of the way I set it up. And I think the way they've cleverly made the game is there was always a weapon for a specific demon that I would attach it to without them even telling me. So if I like fought the, so. the imps would always be if it was just imps on the map, I would maybe use my charge shot for my pistol and that would kill it to the head. Instant death. Uh, if there were a swarm of them, maybe I'd use my shotgun. And then I would mod it. So I would use my triple shot if it got really bad. And then as soon as I got the double barrel shotgun, that was my go-to. For the Mancubuses, it was either the chain gun or the Gauss cannon. And I would use the charge shot for the Gauss cannon. I would never use the plasma rifle. The plasma rifle sucks. That's the one weapon I do not like in this game. I've been calling it the gauze rifle. Maybe it's the gauze rifle. I don't know, but... That's actually... Gauss... Sounds weird. I don't like saying it. (laughs) I'm probably wrong, but (laughs) But I would just use my charge shot on that. I would use a lot of the modifications. And then if that worked, I would always, I would use a lot of my rocket launcher. What I found in this playthrough is rocket ammo is so plentiful and your clip is so big. And I, I knew going into this because I had played it about halfway through the first time that ammo was such a big part. I would upgrade my health and ammo when I would upgrade my character pretty much in tandem. So the last thing I did was upgrade my armor. See, I went all the way up on, um health and then i realized how bad ammo was so then i went like up three on uh the ammo Ammo. and then i was like well i probably should upgrade my i should have kept going with ammo but then i started doing shields um and that was a mistake probably because i was like i said i never die i did a lot i (laughs) i was just running around (laughs) i just couldn't kill things no i 
I would die constantly, but I, I don't think I ever died to the point where I thought it was unfair. Mm-hmm. Like I would always die because of like I got stupid or I stopped. And the great thing about this game is how how quick you have to be. And it's about always moving forward, push forward combat, they called it. And it really is. It's like if you stop, you're dead. You don't like I love the charge shot for the gauze the gauze cannon, for <laughs> instance. And it's pronounced gauze. Gauze cannon, gauze cannon. <laughs> For the G cannon. <laughs> G cannon. And I would have to, I would stand still and shoot the Mancubus, but I would have a 50 50 odd that some Baron from hell or some brute would come down and, and smack me. Which one's the Baron? The Baron's the big red devil guy. Oh, I didn't like hell, him. Yeah. He was a jerk. <laughs> you fight numerous of them as you go on, they become more and more and more. The only one, the only one that I really didn't like fighting was the, uh, the witch character that would like teleport around. Oh, the reviver or whatever that would bring people back, the summoner. Is that what she was doing? She would create huge waves of energy at you. But yeah, she would also, she wouldn't revive the dead ones. She would just bring new ones back. But I think she had a limit. Like she wouldn't bring back, she can't bring a Baron of Hell through. She never tell, but imps and the possessed, including the shield guys, she would just keep going more and more and more until you kill her. I never noticed that she was spawning more. I was just so laser focused on killing her because she terrified me. Well, yeah, good. You should always be laser focused on killing her. Yeah, but once I, once I got the, uh, the ghost rifle, she was no issue anymore. Really, if I had ammo in my Gauss rifle, um, <laughs> I was good. Was once I ran out of ammo in that, it's like, now I'm going to burn through every piece of ammo I have. Did you use a lot of the mods? I mean, you're obligated to use the mods, right? You don't have a choice to not use a mod. Or do you? Once they're on, they're on, but you cannot use them because it's always the L trigger. So you don't have to use the mods. Oh, no, no. I mean, I... I was using them like the, for the goes rifle. I was uh, using the sniper scope on it for like the shotgun. I was regularly using the, uh, the grenade launcher attachment. Um, I don't remember what my attachments were on the super shotgun. The, the attachment I like the best though was on the plasma rifle. Once you heated it up, you could use the uh, L trigger to shoot like a shockwave. Oh, the wave. Out. Yep. That's what I had. Yeah. That was, that was probably my favorite of the attachments. Um, what I found later on in the game that I should have gotten way at the beginning because I got it second was the turret mode for the chain gun. That really changed the game. It's actually the most powerful um, gun you can get in the game, apparently, what? other than obviously the BFG. What's the other attachment for the chain gun if you know offhand? It's you hold L and you're able to immediately, without any kind of warm up, start shooting them. I actually don't know which one I took on the chain gun. Maybe I didn't because I just got the chain gun last mission. So maybe I didn't find a field drone. You have to find field drones to, to uh, unlock mods. Unlock, yep. Um, yeah, I don't remember what attachment I had on that one, but the chain gun was pretty dope. That's what I was using for all the uh, poopy demons. Yeah. The chain gun just rips through ammo like nobody's business though. So mm-hmm. you, like you use it. I would use it sometimes for the mancubuses and sometimes I would use it to wipe out whole waves of enemies. But for the most part, it would just go away right away. Yeah, for me, it was Goza Rifle for the um, Mancubus. I like have you found and, three other ways to say this word. <laughs> and the witch, what did you call her? The, the Reviver? Um, the Reviver, the Summoner, something like that. Then Poopy Demons would get the the turret. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was just the rest of my ammo. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the big, what, what do you call the Enforcer ones? The Brutes? The the big guys the that jump demon, down demon and smack. Ones? Well, not no, that, the devil looking guys. Yeah, are the barons looking. from hell. Barons from hell. Those guys would usually just get a chainsaw because I just didn't feel like dealing with them. They were <laughs> they were intimidating. I didn't think they were that bad because they're very clunky and slow, and they're really bad at aiming. 
So immediately they would like, if you jumped, they would just start throwing their green crap behind them. And then you just pound them with rockets. <laughs> I love the detonation on the rockets. I think that was probably the most useful mod for me was being able to just spam rockets, not care where I aimed. Because if I was in a situation where I was low on health, I would just start spamming that, wait till somebody flashed and do the glory kills, which we haven't talked about glory kills yet. I love glory kills. I think they're awesome. Glory kills are awesome. You're not wrong. Um, they're a little gratuitous <laughs> at times. Um, what was your favorite glory kill? Uh, anything where you no. My favorite glory kill is when you've got the 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 Eternals. I think they're called the guys, the big skeleton guys with the rocket jetpacks. Skeleton guys with rocket jetpacks. They have jetpacks and rocket launchers on their shoulders. The revenants. Have- revenants. You're right. That's what they're called. Yeah, not okay. the Eternals. Uh, there's one you went for like a completely different. I did <laughs> element there. Now, are there angels in this game as well? Not something? in this game. They kind of hint at the other world at the the very last level takes place on this other plane of existence got warped into hell and that's where the the well of energy has come from and they had used basically tricked a what looks like a templar knight's templar tricked him into getting into heaven or what we assume to be heaven they came in infected every like the main the wraiths who needed to be guarded and by doing this, they were able to conquer that world, bring it into hell, and create that energy for themselves. So the Doomslayer sees these ghosts of these wraiths and stuff like that. So you might actually be one of these Templars. And it's hinted that you might be the Templar that betrayed everybody. Because your son... Would make sense, because you are kind of a scumbag. <laughs> and why you just kill no matter what. And mm-hmm. keep... Not go for any kind of solution other than the murdering one. Well, you're definitely not a human, right? You're a human, you just might not be of this plane of existence you might be from an alternate dimension or an alternate world which is like hinted that's where that's what this other heaven is yeah well i mean the doom guy the game opens with doom guy in the uac facility chained to a sarcophagus but you were on mars you were on in hell right you were, you in, were hell, in a, sarco- in a sarcophagus in a sarco- car- sarcophagus <laughs> <laughs> on hell in hell in hell are you on hell or in hell? One of the great questions. <laughs> um, yes. So you have to assume that the, I mean, I guess it's a human, but he could be human, but he seems like he's more than that. Well, if you, well, while you go through hell, you read these Slayer Testaments, which are awesome. Cause essentially it's the devil talking about how scared all the demons are of you. And it's, I don't it's, think I had any of those. Did I, I might've, you might've hit a couple of them. There's a couple in the first hell and then the rest are in the le- the next there's seven like a, altogether. There was definitely an altar where a demon was talking, but I don't remember the context of what he was yeah. talking about. Basically, the first couple, he just says, like, there's a, the Doom Slayer came by and everyone was afraid. And he ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, Doom Slayer came by yesterday. <laughs> and then you learn that the Doom Slayer kind of got his powers from something else. So you might actually have gotten your powers from the one that was betrayed and not been the one that was that betrayed everybody. But you're the only one who can travel safely between hell and earth with no side effects and stuff like that. And the only way the demons could bother killing you was to basically collapse an entire temple on you, put you in the sarcophagus and put a spell around it. That's basically cursed anyone who opened it. Hmm. Give me one second here. You may have to edit some of this out. (laughs) Sorry, I was sliding down in my chair there. So it's not clear exactly what the backstory is, but I know Doom Eternal, you go to heaven. So you probably do meet those people that got sucked into hell and the different kind of dimensions. I think number two will kind of explain more about that. But this game was more about sucking you into, making you interested in the world and sucking you into the gameplay. But it's heavily hinted that you're either working for the guy who betrayed everybody, or you are the guy that betrayed everybody. 
Because I guess your son, that guy's son fell on the battlefield uh, between heaven and hell. And hell promised to bring him back if they brought him in and infected, allowed them to infect all the wraiths. And so he did that and they brought his son back, but they brought his son back as a possessed, the guys that you beat the crap out of mm-hmm. for basically health <laughs> uh, in the game. And after that, he was just so furious that he vowed vengeance on all of hell. And that's how it all started. Okay. So he does have a backstory, kind of. <laughs> but we don't know if that's, again, if he is the betrayer or if the betrayer gave the Doomslayer, somebody gave him powers. That's for sure in the in the Chronicles, but you don't really know. Okay, maybe we'll, maybe we'll learn more in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're probably getting a little too deep in the, in the, lore. the Doom lore here. <laughs> it's not the Doom cast. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about the music in the game? So at first, I loved it. You know, that music hits and you're like, all right, let's let's freaking go. Let's it's just like this heavy metal mix, you know, and it was just it would get you amped up, especially when I was wearing the the headphones. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go every time that music hit. By the end of my experience, though, I was kind of over it Um, just in that that music would always hit a few seconds before the combat would start. And because we were trying to play the, I was trying to play this game for this podcast and I wanted to get through it. I just knew that when the music hit, I was about to fight and I'm like, I just, I just want to move on. (laughs) Uh, One, it's not quite the music, but they had the, uh, like the combat rating Mm -hmm. where as you're playing each level, the more demons you kill, you fill it up up to like five tiers. And it, gives you upgrades or whatever at the end the weapon upgrade points yeah so i would get that up to you know four and a half five bars full and i'd be so excited for the level to be over because like it's it's full i must be getting close to the end (laughs) i'm not doing any like deep exploration (laughs) but then that encounter music would hit and i'd be like god dang it (laughs) um but no the the music is definitely good i mean it, it fits the tone of the game for sure. So what the, about you? I, I think the music is one of the, the best parts of the game. And it's one of the things that when I started the game, as soon as it booted up, I was like, this is going to be a good doom. This is going to be doom because <laughs> now I haven't played doom 64 yet in a long time. And we got it when we bought um, doom eternal. It was part of the pre-order thing. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to play through that again, but I remember not liking it that much. I remember getting it and being like, cause I had played doom since I was, since it basically came out. And Doom 64 is just this weird kind of wanted to be 3D, kind of didn't want to be 3D mismosh of Doom. And then Doom 3 came out, and I know my brother really liked Doom 3. Doom 3 was on Xbox original? Where, where did that come out? When did I it think out? it ended up coming out for 360 at some point, but yeah. it was originally PC only. Okay. Uh, and it was flashlights, and it was horror-themed, but it was slow, and it was weird, and I thought it wasn't it was, really I thought it was doomed. earlier than that. I thought it was like 2001 or so, but I, I'm probably wrong. It might have come out that early, but it was it took a long time to come to uh, consoles. Hmm. And and so this was the first Doom where I was like, oh, man, they're really hearkening back to Doom, because the opening is, and the music is by Mick Gordon, who used a whole bunch of themes. His whole thing was, he, wasn't, he didn't like composers that go, I'm just going to ignore what came before. This is my new thing, which everybody hates when... Like somebody takes over Batman and goes like Danny Elfman's theme. No, this is my Batman. It's like, no, man, he's got a theme. Like Superman's got a theme. Star Wars has a theme. But Mick Gordon was like, you don't do that. You put him on a pedestal and you don't maybe want to rip him off. 
but you want to basically honor them and do what they did and hearken back to that music. Cause if you don't, people aren't going to like you no matter how good the music is. And the, basically they, he took the riff from the very first mission E one M one they're called cause it's episode one mission one. And put that on an eight string and really lowered it. And that became the main that you hear in the main theme. And as soon as that started right from the get go, I was like, this is, this is doom. This is awesome. And every time it burst up when I was playing ultra uh, violence mode, I had the same reaction of you. Every time the music started, I was like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to die again. But in this mode, I just kept kicking their ass. And the further I got in the game, the more weapon mods I got and the better I got at the game. I was just like, bring it on. Cause by the end of the game, I was unstoppable and it felt great, which is what the game's trying to do is trying to make you that unstoppable God that hell is afraid of. So when that music was going in this version, I was like, yes, keep on going. But I love the mix of orchestra and hints in hell. There's this choir that plays that I know you didn't really play the games that much when they were originally out. But when you get toward the more hellish sections, there's this weird, creepy music that plays. And it's kind of the choir plays basically a similar version to that in hell. I love all the hints back to the originals, but that mix of metal, choir, and electronic sounds that really make the game doom, that rude mix of future sci-fi hell event horizon type space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not the best response, but that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think it's a really, really great and interesting soundtrack. It's, it's not just a rock band, but it's also not just your regular orchestra that you kind of get nowadays with music. Yeah. I mean, I think with you having a more of a history, more of a history with doom, you can appreciate some subtleties there more than I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause to me, it was just some like, you know, heavy metal, just going at some, it like action metal playing. Um, you know, it, it doesn't hit like the same notes as like, I don't know, like I mean, like, you know, halo three, you know, it definitely doesn't like, give you that emotion like that. Yeah. Like that rock. <laughs> oh, see, I think this is better than Halo. I think Halo tries to do a similar thing sometimes, but I don't think they quite achieve. And I love the main Halo theme, but I don't think they quite achieve that feeling that maybe Doom gives you when it's like, like they really hit it. And I, I think that works a little better for me. If you're going to go for it, go for it, which they really do. Well, see, Doom is definitely a game of gratuity <laughs> this is true um where when they go for it yes they go for it but for me personally i'm like okay you went for it 
Now come back a little bit. I just feel like they go too far. Well, I guess originally they had a full heavy metal band playing behind them and they were like, nah, that this doesn't really work. Like you say that, but for the tone that I read from doom, I wouldn't be surprised if I went into a level and literally they had just trans transposed a metal band playing on a stage in the sky (laughs) during the encounters. Like, it was not subtle in any way no doom is then doom is not a game about subtlety yes like Mm -hmm. you said what i thought was really interesting is while he was doing the music uh obviously they're making the game and he's got he's doing the music way after they've done most of the game so they would send him videos of the game being played and he would pick up a controller even though it was just a video and pretend to be playing and as he was playing he'd have a app that i guess he would tap his finger and it was like a metronome so he'd get the beat and every level that he'd see the video for he would use that beat then and that would become the 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 beat and the tempo of the music for that level, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. That is, that is really interesting. Because you never think about like how much music has to go into a video game. Like it's not just a two hour movie. It's a 18, 20, sometimes 60 hour like Mass Effect epic. Mm-hmm. But see, like in a game like that, in a game like Mass Effect, mm-hmm. the score in that is more just trying to capture. An emotion. Yeah, it it's not trying to match any sort of actual action that you're doing. It's just trying to catch like the emotion and theme of the moment with doom. It sounds like he's literally trying to somehow find a way to pace the music to what you're physically doing rather than what you're, what's trying to emotionally resonate. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. It's cool though. (laughs) (laughs) My goal for this episode is to say it's cool. Less. After after listening to the last episode, what was it, Ori? I'm like, yeah, this is a really cool thing. This is a really cool thing. This is a really cool thing. Well, I'm going to start elaborating, Mike. I'm not just going to say it's cool. I'm going to tell you why it's cool. (laughs) Sorry, that was a little rant there about myself. (laughs) That's a cool rant, Dave. (laughs) Why was it cool, Mike? Because really, you really, you really bring yourself down in these in these things, and, and talk about what you need to improve in the next podcast. Really cement yourself and set yourself up to improve, because you've got it. You've got it recorded. Like I'm going to improve. Hold me accountable, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so something that I didn't know before this that I found out uh, doing my research and watching documentaries on Doom online is that there was a Doom Four. Doom for who? Uh so I guess not everybody knew it. They didn't really announce it officially. They said they were working on a Doom, but there was a full trailer. There was gameplay recorded and done. There was a demo that was just kind of like an in-house demo. And Doom 4 was basically going to be hell on Earth, but it was going to be done almost like a Call of Duty. So a lot of it was dry and arid and a dried up desolate Earth. And everyone had military fatigues on and they were like desert commandos. And it was much more of a slow cinematic game following a squad of people that were trying to clear all these demons out of earth there was no uh doom guy there was none of that had the people doing that ever played doom before <laughs> that's that's basically what they say in the documentary it was like like don't get us wrong like it was really cool but it needed to go and it id software actually begged bethesda to let them cancel it because mm-hmm. like it was really cool they had done a lot of work on it but it just didn't feel like doom at all so they started from scratch they took pieces from it. I guess the glory kills kind of came from a melee system they created where they wanted a very simple melee system. If you wanted to get up close, that would end with a really cool kill. Yeah. And so that kind of turned into the glory kills because they didn't really want to get rid of that. 
but pretty much everything else. It just was so slow. The monster designs all changed. So no one looked, nothing looked like classic Doom characters, even though they were supposed to be. Hmm. Weird. And obviously the main thing that it didn't have was the Doom Slayer, the Doom guy. Doom Marine. <laughs> the Doom Marine. <laughs> like if you don't have him, you don't really have Doom. It's a spinoff, which is fine. Like I would be interested in that as a spinoff. But yeah, not as a full-fledged game. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something. I guess, actually, that does sound like something I'd be interested in. <laughs> um, but definitely, I wouldn't think of that as a Doom game. Yeah, I guess there was cover shooting uh, as well. And it was just, it <laughs> well, that, really was a, a Call of Duty game. Well, I know this was in development for like eight or nine years, right? Yes. So when they were trying to get into that, it was probably a couple of years after like the rise of Gears of War and Call of Duty was everywhere in the first person shooter space. So sure, sure. But when you're saying like a cover shooter, I'm just trying to picture Doom as I'm trying to picture Gears of War in the Doom universe. And I can actually see that being kind of cool. Yeah, I think Gears of War is probably heavily influenced by Doom as it is. So I think, yeah, they exist very well with each other. Hmm. Well, some Doom DLC in Gears or some Gears DLC in Doom. That'd be cool. Oh, I thought you were saying there was. Oh, I'm no, like, I, I, I think like, that'd be what? <laughs> Why haven't I seen this? I haven't played a lot of Doom, but I've played a hell of a lot of Gears of War. <laughs> I would know if there was Doom DLC. Um, So how much exploring did you do while you were playing? Because there's tons of secrets. I personally just didn't have the time for them. <laughs> well, the very first thing when I was upgrading my Doom guy, because uh, there's a lot of upgrades. It's a, It's a very kind of semi-deep upgrade system like doesn't make you think too much but there's a lot there to make everything your own Mm -hmm. between the weapons and and doom guy and then you can upgrade his health armor and ammo but then there's also upgrading other things about him yeah like your grenade recharge time your ability to find secrets um, right so that was the first one i upgraded was my ability to find secrets that was like boom 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 because i used nothing else and when i played last time this time after i upgraded that i was like you know what grenades are probably important So I upgraded my grenades after that, and then everything else was just like as I went, and I had extra points to spare. Now, did the secret upgrade help you? Yes. I invested in that right off the rip, too. I don't think I understood how it worked. because Did you go to all three, or just the it buzzes when you're near it? all three, baby. So as long as you've unlocked that part of the room, it would show up. What do you mean show up? On your, so if you went to your mini-map, you would see, hey, there's a Doomguy doll here, or hey, there's the data pad here. And in other areas, it would show like as you went on, it would show those areas would be lit up as soon as you started the game and check the map. You know how you just blew my mind? That there's a mini map? Had no idea there was a mini map. <laughs> now that you're saying that, I do remember going to terminals where it's like, hey, map unlocked. Auto map. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I looked at a map once. Well, no wonder you couldn't find secrets. <laughs> well, I thought it was supposed to play like audio cues when I was close to them. There's but, second power up is like, yeah, your your thing will shake like when you're near it. But the, the world had so much noise. Even without that, that I was often just confused, like something would be buzzing and I would spend two or three minutes trying to find out if there was something secret about it. And. I'm going to say 98 percent of the time there was nothing was secret about it, <laughs> but to know there was actually a mini map. Makes me feel pretty stupid. 
it helps you find everything except the doom the classic doom areas so i think there are a lot of levels where like i would miss one or two and i think those were a lot of the times those were the classic doom areas Mm -hmm. the only one i found was level one if you jump up on a platform and then another platform there's a lever which i had accidentally found the first time i played through because i thought that was the lever to unlock a door i needed and it would unlock a door into classic doom is that on top of the elevator yes i went up there I don't remember what happened. Where was the door that it opened up? Somewhere else or? It was somewhere else, but very close by. So that if you looked around, you would just see, oh, that looks like a 1992 computer game. <laughs> and you would just go into that hallway. They were like, they were really, it was really small though. I don't know about the rest of them because I never found any other one, mm. but at least that one was just a small section, but it did unlock um, a full level of classic doom in your start menu when you finished. Yeah. I, I bet you it was, there was like a little base under the elevator where you were. And I could tell that there was a second floor to it, but I couldn't find out how to get onto that second floor. Maybe it was over in that area there. You just jump pipes and stuff. Jump on stuff that didn't look like you could jump on it. Yeah. The platforming in this game, how do you you feel about it? (laughs) Until I got the double jump, I hated it. Once I got the double jump, I was was okay with it. It's not great, but it's serviceable. Serviceable is the perfect word for it. But sometimes I feel like the game thought the platforming was better than it was. Were they having making some weird jumps and stuff like that? I don't think they needed to do. The first double jump level, there's definitely a lot of jumping that's unnecessary. Though you're talking about the bridge, maybe the bridge. The bridge is definitely one of them. The bridge sucks. They the documentary I was watching, they're like touting the bridge. Yeah, we have to find a way to make you light, make you learn to jump, but also put the yellow lights on the platforms. I'm looking at it like. You guys don't like it though, right? Because it's not, <laughs> this is definitely one of the worst parts of the, in terms of level design in a game that's generally pretty well designed. Yeah, no, the, the, brid, the bridge was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> I do like their use of lighting um, just to like lead you. I mean, it was very simple, but just like, hey, you see the green lights, that's the direction you need to go. Yep. Something just like, I think you said their de- design f- philosophy was push forward or whatever. Uh, push forward combat, yeah. Even traversal it seemed like that was what they were going for they didn't there were lots of secrets hidden away if you wanted to look for them but if you wanted to just move to the next area it seemed like there was a very clear path to get there so i did like that linearity (laughs) is that a word yeah i mean i like that it's just missions i like that it's it's very simple and it's the levels are big and expansive and there's a lot of way like you said there's a lot of ways to go in secrets you wanted to go to but i like a game that's just like clear-cut level design because a lot of games now are just trying to be, you got, they got a whole open world or the missions are semi-open, kind of weird in style, where this is just like you push forward and the door is going to lock behind you. Yeah, I mean, this might be a a weird thing to say, especially like based on current gaming trends. I'm kind of over open world games, like just. Put me on a path and let me experience the story as I go. Uh, I'm torn because there's games like Red Dead Redemption 2 where it's like, it's incredible. Garbage the graphics game. are incredible. What's up? Garbage game. Red Dead Redemption 2 is amazing. Garbage game. Yeah, we played it. Oh, you played it for like five minutes. I gave it about two hours. <laughs> like the open world and the story and everything is great. You get games like Grand Theft Auto where it's really a can do anything, be anywhere. Really great game. <laughs> But then you've got other like open world games where it's just like it's too much. And like the Assassin's Creed games just got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where I I don't have time for that. And it's just like if 
I don't have time for it, then I'm not going to play it. And if you want to do open world, like smaller is better. I think don't like tout like it's 800 gajillion miles long. Nobody wants that. Nobody needs that. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy other games. Like, I, I don't know about anybody else who really plays games, but I don't like buy one game. Like this is my game for the next six months. It's like, there's always going to be another game next month that I want. I think uh, you tell me how linear you would consider this game. Like take mass effect, but remove like the Mako and the planet expert exploration, those levels. Like that's the level of openness that I want. Done. You've been essentially playing dungeons in an RPG essentially. Yes. Yeah. Well, I like, yeah, that's what I like. I like being able to go through and go back, which is maybe why I like Metroidvanias a little bit. Mm hmm. Because they're not really open world, but they're just one big level. No, I mean, those are, I mean, I was going to say they're the opposite of open world, but they're not. They're the middle ground between open world and that. Yeah, yeah, I I like the ability to explore. Like, I don't necessarily want to get pushed around like it was a Sonic and Mario, but I I don't need a thousand miles of space and I don't need a thousand collectibles to pick up. That's the thing. One type is fine. (laughs) I don't ever want to spend 10 minutes going in one direction. To find out there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> like I like collecting the Doom Guy dolls in this game, but if they had Doom Guy dolls and Demon Heads and flags and UAC, um, well, there are data pads, but they're for information. But like UAC chips or dog tags, it's like that's now you're gonna make your level eight times larger so I can go fetch nothings. Yeah, yeah, no. To find a lot of the secrets in this game, did you have to do a lot of backtracking, or were they always like on your path as you went? They were always usually on the path but like a little off the path there were a couple mm-hmm. times and it kind of pissed me off it's like and i noticed them so it wasn't too bad but i had to open a vent that didn't seem openable when no other event was open but that's kind of classic doom classic doom was going against the wall and hitting spacebar until a door opened and on a wall that you didn't know about mm-hmm. but there were a couple times where that happened and i'm like shit i missed like one doom guy three levels back was that because there was a vent so that kind of kind of that pissed me off a little bit but other than that it was always Check the map. That's off the left. Yeah, let me go up. Okay. Because I remember when I got like in the very first level or second level, I got the yellow skull for the first time. And when I picked it up, I remember seeing yellow skull doors back at the beginning of the level, but I wasn't sure if I should go back to the beginning of the level, like just backtrack all the way there to open that door, or if I was going to circle back to it as I went. Um, Just like, because sometimes levels do loop you know you'll find yeah. yourself back where you were originally and i don't think i ever got inside that door or maybe i did maybe it's a door i opened i don't know <laughs> i think you might have I, I don't know so i think there were a couple times where i wondered that too there were a couple of doors that definitely had special things if i had a mini map this all would have been fixed <laughs> that would that is true well the mini map does isn't always helpful because there were a couple of rooms that were like in hell especially the i think it might have been the first time i was in hell it was above the blue door and i got the blue key So I doubled back and I was supposed to go through it, but I couldn't get above the blue door, which is where I needed to go. And if I went through the blue door, I'd go to a whole nother area. And I spent probably 10 minutes trying to double jump into this room. Sure as shit that I was going to get in there. (laughs) And then I finally went, you know what? This is not worth a data pad. I'm going. And to this day, I still don't know the second tier information about the Revenant. I'm sorry, man. I know. Um, Oh, no, not the Revenant. The engineer. Oh, I was going to say, I could tell you all about the Revenant. He's a zombie guy. He's got he's got missile launchers. He does not like the mancubus. Um, <laughs> he might be dating another revenant based on what I saw in the game. <laughs> uh, the thing I like about the the revenant when you get the data too is apparently that certain possessed his skeleton 
they grow more and more and more until the skeleton bursts out of their skin, but somehow, and their internal organs rot, but somehow don't die. So that's why they're giant skeletons, because their skeleton has grown over their own meat. That's pretty gross. It is pretty gross. <laughs> What's Who's the engineer? Is that like God? The No, the engineers are the possessed that have like the hydraulic tanks in them or whatever that explode. Oh, yeah. Those. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> the engineers are the, the God is probably the wraith. Or for the the demons, it's the uh, the main bad guy, and this is the cyber mastermind from Doom Two. Doom Two, just yeah, he's the end of Doom Two, I believe. The first one. Now, up until level seven, there were never any real boss encounters. Do they ever kind of turn up in the game? You only fight three bosses, and yeah, it's it's toward the end of the game. Like mission seven is your first one, and then at the end of mission ten. Or 11 and then yeah the end of the game obviously has a last boss how are the boss encounters so the first boss is the cyber demon Ooh. uh and what well, you you see so you haven't fought a boss yet right i don't think i fought a boss so you just know that there was a boss okay so yeah, I, then the first boss is the cyber demon although they act like barons of hells or little bosses and certain new demons you meet are like kind of like big deals like they go whoa i might have fought a cyber demon I don't think so. What I've no, what I know if I fought a cyber demon. Yeah, he's like eighty feet tall. Yeah, I didn't fight a cyber demon. <laughs> <laughs> but he's your first boss. He's all right. He's a little difficult. He's probably the most difficult boss in the game. Uh, he took me a, his first. You fight him in two forms. His first form was really easy. Then you fight him again on hell, and he's repowered, and he's a little more difficult on hell or in hell. In hell. Okay, earlier you went with in hell. This time you went with on hell. I'm gonna go with in hell. <laughs> I'm gonna go with in hell on this one. Okay. And he was tough. And then you fight two hell guards later on which are worms that f- crawl into these biomechanical bodies which is gross but kind of awesome they're really easy but they're a lot of fun and then the cyber mastermind took me three tries the first try i don't count because i didn't know what i was doing and he was difficult but fair but he was a lot of fun so i think that's the boss fights are really just fun times not necessarily the most difficult parts in the game as you get closer to the end boss in the game they create arena rooms that just have hundreds of bad guys spawning over like a four or five minute time period and it becomes rough (laughs) yeah that sounds like something i would not enjoy or be good at (laughs) if i was still in level like four or five i would have been like i can never beat this but by the time i got to it like i would die one or two times but then i would kind of figure it out i was trying to withhold using my bfg a lot the uh classic big fucking gun from doom when do you get that because that's the one gun i think i'm missing you get that in level... But it seems like you could also just miss guns as you go. I think there are a few guns you can miss. There are very few guns that seem like you need to collect, but they they give them to you sporadically if you miss them. Well, yeah, I've noticed like the pl- like the plasma rifle I got in the first or second level, um, but I found it like at the bottom of a shaft or something like that. Yeah. And it seemed like it would have been very easy to miss. But later on in the game, I... I assume if I didn't already have the plasma rifle, I could just pick it up off these bodies where I find like the actual plasma rifle sitting there on the ground and I just get ammo from it when I pick it up then. But I assume you can't miss, miss, miss the guns, but maybe you just miss out on getting them earlier. Probably. Um, the BFG you get in level eight. Okay. So that, that has not been available to me yet. No. Uh, the BFG you need to get. It's part of a mission. Okay. Uh, you you end up killing the cyber demon. No, you end up killing the mastermind with it. But it is a big part of of getting. That's a whole part of the mission is to get that gun. 
uh, which only has three shots. And obviously, like the classic BFG, it fires a huge green pulse that wipes out almost everything in its path in a room. So it's a really useful weapon, and I would hold off on using that because I wanted to try to beat them on my own with like getting the power ups or going through getting ammo. But there were a couple of times where I was just like, all right, you're dead. Does the BFG feel like it's cheating? It always it, it, it always has. It always will. <laughs> it takes out. I mean, if you don't aim properly and there's like no one really around, you're going to be like, ah, oh, crap, I only killed two people. But for the most part, it will kill everyone. So what is the BFG? Does it fire like a big plasma bolt? Because that's what it does in my head. Yes, it fires okay. a huge ball of green plasma, you, hits you one target, and then rips throughout. <laughs> and if it can connect to anything, it will connect like a spider web and wipe out everything else. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Would you like to know why that's cool? Why is that cool? I don't really have a reason. I just wanted to say it was cool. <laughs> the BFG is just cool. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great time. I'm really excited for Doom Eternal. I think we've kind of gone over... Most of everything I've got on here, I mean, there's a couple of things that I'm sure we can bring back to the next episode, but I'm sorry you didn't like it. I thought I, I, I didn't figure this was your kind of game. I was, was surprised you mentioned playing this one. Well, I'm really, I don't know why, but I'm just still excited to play Doom Eternal. And I think I was just kind of like riding the hype from that game. <laughs> that I was like, yeah, screw it. Let's play this. Um, I know we have this game's older. We've already spoiled a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Do you want to just tell us how it ends? Does, is it a direct lead in to Doom Eternal? Yes, uh, I assume so. OK, <laughs> so at the end of this game, you find out obviously about the wraiths and about that. Hey, other dimension. Hey guys, stop listening if you don't want to know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Here's the end of the game. <laughs> so you've gone to the hell dimension. You've gone to that other kind of heaven like place. You've taken the souls of the wraiths and you collect this thing called the crucible and the crucible is this big key sword looking thing kind of like a kingdom hearts sword but if it was made in hell and from doom i believe you're referring to a keyblade Keyblade, yes (laughs) Uh, you can tell i've never played the kingdom hearts games you're missing out (laughs) uh so you take this keyblade do you have a gummy ship in this game you do not oh man i am missing out (laughs) (laughs) you take the crucible from hell samuel hayden has you come back and basically says, all right, you need to destroy the the well. And Doom guy decides to like stab himself in the stomach because fuck you, Samuel Hayden. I'll do no, what I he, want. He lets Samuel Hayden live. <laughs> Samuel Hayden untethers himself. You know, he goes, I basically Samuel Hayden goes, I know you're just a destroyer. You're just going to hear to wreck things. That's your way. But we need this energy. But whatever. I, I said I would help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to send you into the well. So he sends you into the well where you find Olivia uh, Pierce like cowering in this pool of blood saying they promised me so much. And immediately the cyber demon just stabs her through the chest, comes up and you're fighting this giant big brained demon in this metal suit. Basically, you're fighting giant Krang from Ninja Turtles. Giant Krang from Ninja Turtles. I thought I thought I saw a video of like a spider tank. Yes, he is a spider tank. He's like. But his spider, if you look at him, he's a brain in a spider suit. Okay, well, Krang is not a spider, Mike. Well, he's a brain and he Krang is just a dope (laughs) bodybuilder (laughs) with a sweet mohawk, if I'm remembering correctly. No, that was his, that was the robot Krang goes into. Krang is just a big brain with tentacles. No, I know that. But his cyber suit, yeah. No, Krang would have like a, he had a little body that he used. 
I don't think it was a spider body, but he had a little body. He had a little floaty a, thing too. He that had he like use. a wheelchair. Well, not a wheelchair. It was like a like an ATAT walker, right? Was that what it was? Okay, I mean, yeah. It, it was like open top, but it was just like some legs, and it was just like a chair that he would sit on, right? But then he would go into the body of the buff bodybuilder dude with a sweet orange mohawk. Correct. If I'm remembering correctly, you and are correctly. Maybe some dope sunglasses as well. He did have dope sunglasses. <laughs> uh, so you're fighting this cyber mastermind. And who does not look like Krang based on the description I've given you? He's a big brain in a spider body. <laughs> okay. A robot spider body. You fight him, you kill him, you blow off his face, you take the crucible, you jab it into the well, or you, you're about to, and then you get sucked back by Samuel Hayden. And he basically says, listen, what do you, mean you, you get sucked back by Samuel Hayden. So Samuel Hayden has given you the ability to uh, jump between the worlds or he can, he doesn't give you the ability. He has the ability to send you between worlds. Okay, so he's kind of your boss at this point. Basically, <laughs> you're his bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so you've killed the cyber mastermind. He brings you back and he basically tells you again, I told you I'd help you fight this guy. But we need hell. I can't have you destroy the well, but you've given me the key to the well. So thank you. But I know you're just going to stop me, destroy it, but you don't know what this will do to Earth. I can't have you destroying my life's work. Earth needs this more than it needs you right now. I can't kill you but I can send you somewhere where you're no longer my problem. And the game literally ends. He just turns away and like blinks you back and you don't know where you got sent to. Hmm. And then the credits roll. Okay. So Sam Hayden's still out there with the crucible, which apparently has the ability to shut off the well if he chose, but he doesn't want to do that. No. Cause he wants that ardent energy. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know where the doom guy is, how he gets back to earth, but we know earth's in trouble at the beginning of the game. I don't know anything about, like story wise of doom eternal i know there's so, heaven hell let's, earth yeah let's not even <laughs> let's not even touch it um so after playing doom without going into anything specific about doom eternal mm. you're excited to go into doom eternal next week because that's what we're gonna be playing next week very much so i'm hoping they've improved the one thing i thought about this game was i thought the movement kind of sped up toward the end where there's more bad guys but i thought you're a little slow at the beginning for being someone kind of floaty I was like, I should have gone a little faster. And it might have been the traversal, like the platforming, like we mentioned. It takes too long to get the double jump. So I'm hoping that right off the bat, you have all that. Hmm. Right off the bat, maybe you have more weapons or at least you collect them quicker. Because I had a lot of fun when I was most powerful. But before, until I got a lot of the weapons, I, it was kind of a slog. And there weren't enough bad guys. I, I got bored of killing imps over and over and over again. Yeah. See, I don't know much about Doom Eternal. One thing I've heard touted is this like rock, paper, scissors mechanic just in that. And that's probably not a great term to use <laughs> for it, but basically like, you know, you chainsaw your people to get your ammo, you glory kill to get your health. And then I guess there might be another mechanic in there <laughs> so I was gonna to say, get that, your chainsaw. <laughs> that sounds like this one. If well, there is another mechanic at the chainsaw, that would help because I didn't want to use the chainsaw because it was so the fuel was so scarce. It was just like, I'm going to save my chainsaw up and then never use it. If that is similar to what we're getting in doom right now, like in doom 2016, mm -hmm. I'm not excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it was described in interviews and stuff that I read, it sounded like that was going to be a cool mechanic that would kind of keep your ammo fed. It seemed almost like every encounter was almost like a chess match. It seemed like a smarter game than doom 2016 based on what I've what i was read reading heard in your mind but that was even before i played doom 2016 so i don't know if 
they think this is a smart game. <laughs> and I would definitely not say that Doom 2016 is a very smart game in terms of how you handle yourself and given encounters. It's really just go into the encounter. Well, I know that shoot crap. Try to find that quad damage power up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very classic Doom. I know that this game got very good reviews, but I know that Doom Eternal is getting even better reviews by far. So I'm hoping for a lot of stuff. I know that Doom Eternal has a grapple. So I know that that's going to be part of it. And that's interesting. So there's more mobility. Yeah. And I know it does explain, like you said, that it does explain the story much more. Because I've. And I, I'm also very excited for the multiplayer mode in this one. I don't. Let's not even go there because I don't know anything about it. And. And we don't want to talk too much about Doom Eternal today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited to go into Doom Eternal. I don't know why. Um, it does sound like, by you saying there's a grappling hook, that they're leaning harder into the mobility, which I hope improves it. <laughs> I hope improves it. Because right now, if you, if you, after playing Doom 2016, if I knew nothing about Doom Eternal, and you're like, Dave, what do you want from Doom Eternal? I'd say I want more ammo and I want less platforming. <laughs> um, so hopefully that's what I get. Or hopefully at least they improve the platforming to where I get something I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a repeat of this, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. I'm still excited to give it a chance. So I hope you all enjoyed our deep dive into Doom and our discussion on it. I actually kind of enjoyed that you didn't like it that much. It wasn't just a love fest. I thought that made it more interesting. So I'm a I, very, I hope you hate Doom Eternal. I'm a very pessimistic guy. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's see. We talked about the story. We talked about the map design. The music. The, yeah. But I can't think of anything about the game. Did you dive into the multiplayer in this at all? When I played it the first time, there's really no one really playing it now, but I did. It's very basic. It's like an old school Quake Arena shooter, okay. which I thought was really fun, but it was basic. And the snap map feature is really cool, but no one's really made a new one in a while. What's a snap map? So you basically, it's like the old Time Splitters game on PlayStation 2. You take all these different pieces of levels and you can put them together, place bad guys wherever you want, and actually create like cutscenes, full games, mini games, arcade games, using different mechanics and basic, very basic like if then programming commands okay sounds cool yeah. but sounds like it's dead so who cares <laughs> yeah and i don't think it's part of this game either and okay. i know the multiplayer mode is completely redone for doom eternal all right and uh there's a segment we were supposed to start doing a couple episodes ago we we skipped it last week <laughs> so let's do it should this character be in smash brothers mike <laughs> well he was actually rumored a long time ago to be in smash brothers this is an interesting one and i did not think he really fit he is way too over the top violent. I don't think this is the Smash Bros. Let's be honest. Although I love it. It's a game for children. And Doom Doom guy busting out a shotgun. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? That's all I got. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a game for everybody. Yeah. But I, I don't know if he fits that well. Although they have Solid Snake in there and he's got guns and stuff. He'd be fun. He'd be interesting. I'm trying to think. I feel like. There are characters with shotguns already. <laughs> sure, why not? No, if you don't want him in the game, then he doesn't have to be there. That's not the segment is your opinion. He'd be a really overblown figure. I would say there were better people to choose. He'd be interesting. <laughs> okay. What do you think? I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, the segment is 
one person gets to decide if they should be in Smash Brothers. Mike, today it was your choice. I didn't know I had that godly power. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but no, he he seems like such a iconic video game character. Um, in terms of that, yeah. Like he, I feel like he would belong in a game like this. In a game like that, <laughs> he is very iconic. Maybe you'll see him in Brawlhalla. <laughs> Should this character be in Brawlhalla? <laughs> yes. Put every character in Brawlhalla. Wrong studio. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it for segments. That's right. We we can go back and decide if we want to put Ori in Smash Brothers if you'd like. No, that's all right. Yeah, sure. Oh, or you can go to or you can go to Smash Brothers. All right. See if we're just gonna put everyone in Smash Brothers, Mike. <laughs> I say, can he go to Smash Brothers? Should no, no. he? The segment is, is should he go to Smash Brothers? Should this character be in Smash Brothers? No. That's the right answer. <laughs> I think that's why we skipped it last week because there wasn't really much of a question about it. <laughs> All right, Dave. I will see you next week for Doom Maternal and the week after that for Animal Crossing. New Animal Horizons. Crossing. How far in are you? My museum gets built today or by 5 a.m. tomorrow when I wake up. If I wake up. Oh, it's 5 a.m. when they update. 5 a.m. is the start of a new day. Yeah. Nice. I'll have a spare bedroom tomorrow <laughs> if you want to move in. Ooh. Now we'll we'll talk about Animal Crossing in two weeks' time, where I will be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Player Bros. See you next week. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my God. How is Michael Field going to feel about this? We ran long. <laughs> <laughs>